everybody, welcome back to Physiology Secrets. I put a survey out before just to sort of gauge some ideas of what people wanted me to talk about in this podcast. And there's obviously quite a, a large array of ideas, but one of them was like a Mythbusters sort of segment where uh, we take like a fad or a myth in the endurance industry and sort of just destroy it with science more or less. So um, we, Nick and I have made a video of this one before, but uh, everybody, well not everybody, but a lot of people have probably seen those altitude training masks. They call them altitude masks. And basically you put it on your face and what it does is restrict the amount of air that you can breathe in. And the myth is, or the, 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 the statement, or what they claim to be able to do is to be able to, to simulate altitude training through putting on this altitude training mask, okay? So literally what it is, is you put it on your face, um, you can set the dial to change the resistance of the air that comes in, so make, make it easier or harder. Uh, and the theory is that by restricting the amount of oxygen that you can breathe in, that's gonna simulate the effects of altitude because there's less air at altitude. Um, it's gonna be harder to breathe and that's going to uh, give you the same benefits as going to altitude, all right? So they're fairly common on social media, not so much at the moment, but six months ago they were, they were really, really popular. Uh, a lot of celebrity, celebrity endorsements uh, and all the rest. So. I'll go straight out and say that they don't work. Uh, they do not change your endurance physiology whatsoever, okay? So the way that, so what altitude training actually does is when you go to altitude, there's less air pressure, right? There's less total air and there's less air pressure there, okay? So you go up to the altitude and the air is thinner. In the air, in the air at the moment, 21% of the, of the air is made of oxygen. So we're breathing in air of which has 21% oxygen, it has 0.02% carbon dioxide, so basically nothing, and 79% nitrogen, which we can't use. So we're breathing in 21% oxygen. Of that 21%, we're gonna use up some of it to fuel uh, aerobic meta metabolism, so being just able to stay alive and also any exercise that we're doing. Uh, so we use up some of it, we're gonna breathe out the rest of it, uh, which is called your fraction of expired oxygen. So at rest, we breathe in 21, we use up about 4% and we breathe out 17% of that oxygen. All right, so 21 comes in, we circulate that, we use up 4% in the muscles, we breathe out 17%. So our, our, our what we call our AVO2 difference or our, our, um, the amount of oxygen being, ex being extracted and used by the muscles is 4% there, okay? When we exercise, we start to use up more of it. So we still breathe in 21. We might use up about six or 7% and breathe out 14, 15% of that oxygen. So we start to use up more of it. When we go to altitude, the way I like to explain it is that um, there's less oxygen. So instead of having 21% oxygen in the air, we've only got say 14% oxygen in the air or 13%. Or if you go to the top of Mount Everest, there's only 6.8% oxygen. So it's actually the reduction in the, in the percentage of oxygen available, which um, is where we get our benefits from altitude training. So what happens is, when there's, when there's less percentage of oxygen in the air, it's harder to diffuse the, the oxygen into the muscles. What happens is, all right, our body goes, all right, we can't, we can't diffuse as much oxygen, we can't get as much oxygen into our muscles, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna stimulate EPO from the kidneys to create more red blood cells. So EPO or erythropoietin, that is, it's a naturally occurring hormone in the kidneys, and what it does 
is it stimulates the production of new red blood cells. All right. Uh, Lance Armstrong and a lot of those cyclists in the 2000s and, and 1990s, they all got done for using synthetic EPO. So synthetic EPO is obviously non-naturally occurring. You can, you can inject it using a needle, um, which is illegal. But altitude training is a legal performance enhancer. And it, so it stimulates EPO. EPO creates new red blood cells. Red blood cells have what we call hemoglobin. And oxygen attaches to hemoglobin to carry it around the body and deliver it to the muscles so we can create energy, all right? So it's actually the reduction in the atmospheric pressure that's changing that 21%, which we have at sea level, down to say 13, 14% as we have at altitude, which uh, stimulates that EPO, creates new red blood cells and um, increases our oxygen carrying capacity. So what these masks do, if you put them on at sea level, all it's gonna do is restrict the amount of air you can breathe in, all right? So if you can, if you can breathe in 150 liters of air, which is made of 21% oxygen normally, you put on this mask, now you can only breathe in 90 liters of air, but that air is still made up of 21% oxygen. You haven't changed the atmospheric pressure of that air, okay? So all it's doing is making it harder. You're not, you're not changing the concentration gradient. You're not going from being able to, you're still diffusing the same proportion of oxygen. It's still 21% oxygen. Uh, it, it doesn't change it to 13 or 14% like it does at altitude. It just restricts your air intake, all right? So that's sort of the, the, the way I like to explain it because it's a little bit easier to get your head around. It's not about the restricted air intake, it's about the reduction in the oxygen in the air, which creates that EPO response, okay? Now, that's not strictly correct. So just to confuse you, if this, if this confuses you, just ignore what I'm saying now and, and go with, with the explanation I just gave you. But the, 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 really, so the scientific way of explaining it is that there is less air at altitude um, and the air actually still is made of 21%, just to confuse you, but there's a lot less of it, all right? So diffusion, it's all to do with di how much diffusion we can get into the muscle. So what diffusion is, it's, it's um, the, the change of a molecule from an area of high concentration to an area of low concentration. So at sea level, let's just say, for example, the, the concentration of oxygen in the muscle is zero. It's obviously not gonna be zero, but let's say it's zero. And then the concentration of the oxygen, because there's lots of it at sea level, is 100, is 100, right? So the number is 100. So if we have 100 oxygen molecules going to the muscle, and the muscle actually has zero oxygen molecules in it, what's gonna happen is it's gonna even out. So 50, 50 oxygen molecules will go into the muscle, and 50 will stay in the blood, okay? So it's an even contribution between the two. So it wants to level out. So you're gonna get 50 oxygen molecules into the blood. Let's say we go up to altitude. Let's even say that we can get the same amount of air in, okay? Let's say it's a low intensity, we can get the same amount of air in, all right? But because there's less oxygen molecules in there, because it's thinner, we don't have a concentration gradient of 100, all right? So there's still zero in the muscle, but now we maybe only have 60 oxygen molecules that's getting, um, that's getting circulated to the muscle, all right? So that concentration gradient is now reduced. There's less air, less, and there's less, uh, even though it's still 21% oxygen, there's less that we're breathing in. So we're only getting 60 molecules in because it's, it's a lot thinner. So you do the math there. If we've got zero in the, in the muscle, we've got 60 that we're breathing in, we're only gonna get a diffusion of 30 in there, okay? So we're getting 30 oxygen molecules diffusing into the muscle instead of having 50 oxygen molecules. So we're, we're getting a lot less 
a lot less diffusion and a lot less of, oxy- of that oxygen into the muscle. So that's where the body goes, all right, I'm not getting the same proportion of oxygen in the muscle as I normally would get at sea level. I, I therefore need to adapt. And the way we do that is by producing EPO, new red blood cells, um, increase our oxygen carrying capacity that way. Okay, so um, it is a myth. There is no, no scientific evidence whatsoever that it improves endurance performance or it creates EPO because it doesn't change the atmospheric pressure of the oxygen that we're breathing in. There is a one to 2% uh, possibility that will, it will improve your respiratory muscles, so your diaphragm and all the rest because you're putting on this mask and it's gonna be harder to breathe in that air. So your, your respiratory muscles have to work harder. That is not going to significantly increase your endurance performance um, at all, okay? Because what? Because it's it's that one to two percent increase in respiratory muscles. Um, it, it, it's not going to be significant in comparison to the decrease in intensity that you have to uh, participate in because of the the, the reduction in oxygen. So. Uh, basically what I'm saying is don't worry about trying to train your respiratory muscles because if you're going to put this mask on, instead of being able to do you know, higher intensity sessions, the intensity of the session is going to drop significantly because you don't have that oxygen available. So that 1-2% to benefit you might get um, is not worth it compared to the, the 5 or 10% um, decrease in intensity, or more than that really, but the 5 or 10% benefit of the session you get if, if you increase the exercise intensity there. So there was a little bit of research done on say combat fighters, MMA fighters. Um, basically they, it was more of a psychological benefit of wearing these masks. So they would wear this mask, it would simulate you being choked out. Uh, and as a result, you have a psychological benefit and get used to um, you know restricted air that way. Um, so yeah, as a summary, they don't work for endurance performance. Uh, the only way that we can boost our hemoglobin or our, our oxygen carrying capacity and, and produce that EPO is either through altitude training um, or living in an altitude tent. So you can also live in an altitude tent and that's the best way to do it. So the recommendation is that you, you, you live high and you train low, okay? So you, the problem with altitude training is if you go up to altitude and you go and try to train at a high intensity at where, where there's less oxygen, it's obviously gonna be very detrimental to your to your endurance performance. You're not gonna be able to maintain the high intensity or the quality of the session. It's quite a lot harder to train. So what you do is you can buy these altitude tents that you sleep in and basically it just simulates altitude. So you put it over your bed and it artificially puts in nitrogen into the air to reduce that partial pressure of oxygen um, and it simulates the altitude training effect. So what you do is you sleep in, you just sleep in this tent um, and that gives you the EPO benefits overnight while you're sleeping, and then you complete your training at a normal altitude where you can keep the intensity of the session high and, and really benefit from the quality there. Um, because the general guidelines for, for altitude training is that you want to have 12 hours of continuous exposure for at least a three-week period, okay? So um, 12 hours is quite a lot. You're basically going to have to have, to have your dinner in this altitude tent and then sleep in there as well. Whereas if you go and do a session can go rent out an altitude chamber for an hour. Um, sorry to break it to you, but it's not gonna do a lot because you need 12 hours of continuous exposure uh, to get any EPO benefits. So uh, the only reason I would recommend you go into an altitude chamber is if you're going to 
uh, actually train at altitude. Like if you've got an, an event that's at altitude or you're climbing a mountain or something, then it makes sense that you want to be specific and get used to the acclimatization effects there. Uh, but if you're just trying to get the the EPO benefits, then I wouldn't I wouldn't waste your money on on that because you're not going to be in there for long enough, and the re- and the reduction in the exercise intensity is going to pretty much uh, negate that benefit anyway. Um, so yeah, a bit of a downer there. Uh, other ways, obviously, to 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 get this EPO response, uh, there are illegal methods as we spoke about. This synthetic EPO, you can inject it, uh, which I have to tell you not to do because it's it's performance enhancing and illegal and also blood doping which again uh all those cyclists back in there and a lot of athletes are still getting done for it but in that 90s and 2000s uh blood doping where you you basically take out your blood you strip it out you strip all the plasma and the fluid and stuff that you don't want out of it uh, you freeze the red blood cells you let your body recover um and produce more red blood cells, and then once you're fully recovered, you then inject those red blood cells back into your body, and uh, you boost your performance that way because you've got more ability to carry oxygen. The reason they're they're, they're illegal because at the, at the end of the day, technically, you know, altitude training and EPO they, they should have the same benefits. Um, but the reason that that synthetic EPO and blood doping is illegal is because it's obviously a, it's a very it's very um, very big risk of of health problems. So what happens when you inject EPO and get more red blood cells is your blood gets thicker. When your blood gets thicker, it's harder to circulate uh, because there's less fluid and, and more, more of the, the thick red blood cells. Uh, and you can, you've got a significant increased risk of heart attack um, through that. So if you, at least if you go to altitude, your body's pretty good at regulating itself. There's going to come a point where it says, all right, look, I've, I've adapted as much as I can. I'm going to stop producing uh, EPO and stop creating red blood cells because my blood is as thick as, as, as I want you to get to. Um, so your body doesn't have that regulatory mechanism if you're artificially putting hormones in your body and whatnot. So I'm rambling a bit now, so I'll wrap it up, guys. But as a summary, altitude masks do not work. They got they got in trouble a couple of years ago for calling them altitude masks because they don't simulate altitude, so now they call them training masks. So they got into a big lawsuit about that. And uh, they don't work because it doesn't change the atmospheric pressure of the air which is what we need to produce EPO. All it does is restrict the total amount of air that you breathe in. Hopefully this was useful. Any questions, let me know. I'll speak to you again soon. Thank you.